Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, if you enjoy fun, you got to check out our guy, Burt Kreischer. AEG presents, thrilled to announce Burt Kreischer live at Red Rocks Amphitheater, Wednesday, September 8th. Joined by Mark Norman, it's time to get your tickets now. All you need to do is download the Red Rocks app before you visit. You probably already have that Red Rocks app, to be honest with you. It's a great app, super easy to purchase your tickets for your favorite show or concert. You've probably heard of Burt Kreischer before from his Showtime or Comedy Central stand-up specials, maybe from one of his two podcasts, Burtcast or Open Tabs. He's super, super hilarious. You're going to love him. Check him out on YouTube and then go and get those tickets today. Download the Red Rocks app. Grab your tickets to see Burt Kreischer with Mark Norman September 8th at the best venue in the world. That's right. That's Red Rocks. That's Burt Kreischer and Mark Norman at Red Rocks on September 8th. All ages are welcome. Oh, welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast, brought to you as always by Strava Craft Coffee. Don't forget to use your promo code DNVR25. You'll save 25% off your entire purchase of that CBD-infused, deliciously rich, and potentially life-altering Strava Craft Coffee. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman. I'm the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is beat writer Patrick Lyons. And on this one, we're diving right into this Texas Rangers versus Colorado Rockies series. An entertaining, if not altogether frustrating, game one for Colorado Rockies players and fans alike. I'm sure a 4-3 to three loss. We'll get into some of that. Take a look at the uh, rest of it coming up here, maybe Put a few bets down on DraftKings, see how we're feeling. Take some questions if you've got them here in the YouTube Live. Uh, make sure that you're swinging by that. You click the bell icon, you subscribe, you do all the things to make sure you know how you're feeling there on YouTube. But Patrick, two homers from Trevor Story. That accounted for all the Rockies' offense. <laughs> they ended up falling just short. Trevor Story enjoys playing in texas he likes it right <laughs> uh I'll, I'll say that yeah he uh, in breaking down the numbers you know and remembering that he had a two home run game last year during the, the pandemic shortened season it got the wheels spinning and and looking up some of the history if you follow us on on twitter you you know you saw that he's actually the first rockies player to have uh three multi-homer games on the road no player had ever done it more than twice in interleague play. And he actually is the first to do it against the same team. He's done it the last two years. He's also yeah. no no player has more multi-homer games at Globe Life Field other than Joey Gallo, uh, <laughs> than Trevor Story. Gallo did three times. Played there. That's his home ballpark. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And it, so it was crazy. And so I, I looked it up. I didn't get too too deep into the – the search like of, of dominance too in deep. one particular place. Oh yeah, I can say not not too deep, just deep enough. Well, and also Globe Life hadn't been around that long either, so you know maybe we need a little more sample size stuff. It is also interesting that it's an American League ballpark that a National League player 
happens to dominate. We know Trevor also does really well in Arizona, uh, though I think that's evened out a little bit over the last couple of uh, months and years. Uh, but right, so th- let me ask yeah. this question then of you. Again, this yeah. is, yes, I'm putting you on the spot, but you do great at these, so I have no worries. How many times, and, I, and I'll give you this number, 334 times a Rockies player has hit two or more home runs in a game. No one's done it four times. Plenty have done it three. I think most recently Ryan McMahon this year. But in the 334 times a Rockies player has a multi-home run game, how many of them came in an American League ballpark? Oh, wow. You know two, right? We, we know the two from the last few years, <laughs> no, right? Two for sure, for sure. And I also told you that he did it another time. He did it in Seattle. Uh, yeah. So that's three right there. But other than that. I mean, I wouldn't guess a ton. I would guess less than a third. So would you would you put so it at 25? Would you put it at 50? Yeah, I'll 32. 32? 13 times. That's no, it. only yes. 13 times. They have only homered against or had, had a multi-homer game against an American League club 30 times total. 17 wow. times at Coors, 13 times at the AL ballpark. I guess they did have that run, and I can't remember exactly when it was. Will, if you're here in the comments, help me out. Maybe you'll be down at Trivia tonight. I'll be down at Trivia tonight down at the bar, and this would be a good one. But I remember the Rockies had a stretch where they were – almost unexplainably awful in interleague play. And of course that came to an end and for no particular reason. No, and it, it, was, it was almost like, like I'd have a much easier time explaining to you why the Rockies are terrible on the road this year and really good at home. I feel like there are several reasons you can, you can point to, but for a while there, they were just unexplicably terrible in interleague play. And I'd, I'd kind of forgotten about that. So now that you bring this back up, it's reminding me that, yeah, they went for a while where an American League team was on the docket and they just shrank. I don't know why. Well, since we're since we're kind of jumping to the the idea of just general interleague play. Yeah. Since nineteen ninety seven, that was the first year of, of interleague play. Okay. Colorado has won ten or more games in five different seasons. Only five times have they won ten or more games. Wow, yeah. Okay. And they, they typically play that nineteen or twenty. You tell me if you notice anything about these years that they've won 10 or more interleague games. See if I can spot the similarity. Yeah, see if you can spot it. 2007, okay. yeah, right. 2009, mm-hmm. 2017, Interesting. 2018, 18. and 2006. Right now, this year's mm-hmm. Rockies are 9-9 nine nine in interleague play. I love this year's team what, so much. What does so that ridiculous. mean? <laughs> this year's team is like the most stat breaky thing of all time. So if 06 uh, is the only year, right? Because 95 is the, right. the only other season we didn't mention where they made the postseason. There was no interleague play, of course. Right. But you've got the one outliers in 2006. But what happened the next year? They went right. to the World Series. They're getting ready to be good. Yeah. So, if, so if form stays true and they can win the 10th game, if they don't, they're not going to the World Series next yeah, year. Yeah, no. If then- they do – when one of the next two games get in early on DraftKings, Lock it in. when you've got 29 different uh, pieces of data as, as your sample set, that's more than enough to just go ahead and jump Clearly, in. Just, just go with it. Right? Yeah, just yeah, go yeah. with it. There's no way that could possibly be wrong. <laughs> but the next number is 10. As soon as you go to nine, again, all bets are off. But that, bet, yeah. that kind of blew my mind when I – started digging into the numbers. Yeah, and and it would make sense that in in your better years, you'd kind of be better across the board. But it is funny that that it's that exact, that it's that direct of a correlation, that that it really is the years they've been good. And then 2006, like you said, the year they were getting ready to be good. And then potentially this year where we know they're extraordinarily good at home. And so I, I would imagine the vast majority of those wins against American League teams have come at Coors Field. It'll be curious to see, yeah, if they can pull off a couple here. Uh, still got some opportunities. There's a winnable ball game last night, despite the fact that it was looking for a while there, like they might get shut out again. Uh, might be another one of those road shutout situations. Uh, we we uh, maybe did a little too much 
picking on the the poor rookie yesterday. I'll put that on me. I'll I'll take the blame for that one. Picking on <laughs> poor rookie going out there. He pitched well. He uh, pitched very very well. And uh, you know it was kind of that typical Rockies road offense where younger players are being a little too jumpy, a little too aggressive. He did get some nice at-bats from C.J. Crone. He had a double early to make sure the team wasn't going to get no hit. Took that off the board like that. Thank you, A.J. You're going to owe me some Hassel Cattle Company beef. But, yeah, it just – until Story hit that first homer, it just was so stagnant. And then Marquez not having the big rebound-dominant outing like I thought. You're, you're sitting there going, ugh. It's looking like some ugly road Rockies. But then Story – Gave you that little glimmer of hope. Didn't come through, but we'll see if maybe they can ride some of that momentum for these next couple games. They, they put the ball in play fairly well. They only had yeah. the worst strikeouts against Alexi, and they struck out one other time. So that's not bad. That's got to be towards the, the lowest that we've seen from them this season with only five strikeouts. Like That's pretty darn good. Yet it does help you know, that you have a DH so you don't have a pitcher spot up there, somebody cold coming off the bench. But, you know, nevertheless, they did a good job putting the ball in play. So that's that's positive. Uh, and then for Trevor Story, you know, it, it can't be said enough. We, we, we may need to now start calling him Trevor Flipping Story. I, I think that is Oof. the proper description. People are, are taking notice of his great bat flip. It's very KBO, where as soon as his yeah. hands start coming forward, boom, he lets it go. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, because there's not a lot of guys in the States doing that, right? It's it's that that different flip where it's the hands are coming back forward. A lot of guys, most bat flips are the other way. They're they're backwards when, when a guy flips it. It would be counterclockwise or, like, or, or if you're a lefty. <laughs> and, and maybe we're saying the same thing. It's almost like you're flipping it up, right? You've got your bat yeah. and you're, you're, you're flipping, flipping it, it almost kind of towards back. yourself. Yeah, 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 it might be going away, but you're flipping it. The bat head is coming towards you. Right. His is doing the opposite. He's doing tomahawk. He's basically like throwing axe. the bat. It's an axe throw. Yes, it's amazing. Trevor flipping story. He's axe throwing when he hits that ball, and he knows it's gone. And yeah, like he's he knows it's going it. to be gone it's, there in Texas. I don't even know the the mechanics of it. So from the right side to come through this way, he's up there and just lets it go. It's a yeah. It's amazing, and I don't know how he does it. It's he actually has now uh, more home runs. He's got five than any player against the Rockies ever, and there's been a lot more guys. There's been seven more Rockies players who've played thirteen or more games against the Rangers. He's only played ten. Uh, Charlie Blackman's actually played against the the Rangers twenty three different times. So stories, amazing. he just he plays really well against them. So he's got five home runs against Texas, uh, which is most. He's he's tied for tops with two stolen bases. I'm sure he's going to want to get one more just in case so he can have that record too. It's been a while since he's uh, attempted a steal, though. Oh. I've noticed that we, were, we were talking about that in the Discord the other day too. <clears throat> like He hasn't looked 100%. We still haven't seen him air it out with the arm a lot, and he's kind of stopped trying to steal bases. But I'm with you. I wouldn't be surprised if for this special occasion, and also with something, speaking of talking in the Discord, you know, this morning, talking about whether or not Texas is somewhere where, you know, Story might want to end up going next season, showing off for him a little bit, showing him a little bit of what you got. I do think that's um, – I, I actually think the Rockies and the Rangers, unless he has a monster finish to the season, I think it actually is going to come down to the Rockies and the Rangers. Uh, I really do. Because um, I don't I think, think there's going to be – yeah, Rangers are, are, yeah. I think the Rangers are the best. I think I think they're they're the top for him and and for that. Well, for them, I mean, look they they need some bodies, right? Joey Gallo's gone. I mean, all they got is Adolis Garcia, really, on the offensive side. I think they have even less money on the books next year, guaranteed yeah, money. One of the very the few they do. Yeah. So they've they've got a lot. Jose Leclerc uh, is is getting paid five million in change, and I'm yeah. sure if another team is even mildly interested, they can shed that money too. So they've got plenty of money to spend. And we know Texas has been the team that they will go out and spend on guys pitching, hitting, and free agents aren't afraid to play there for numerous reasons where 
again, we know the Rockies are at that disadvantage because, you know, I've, I've heard it from agents. I would never let my, my player pitch in Colorado. And right, don't worry right. about it because the Rockies aren't going to be going and, and doing that anytime soon anyway. But I think it's, it, that's all lining up, I think, really well as, as his place to be. If, if everything goes normal, again, he gets hurt or something like that. And so uh, I know you're not suggesting he's, he's hurt, but when I hear you say, yeah, you know what, you're right. He hasn't been doing a lot, seeing a lot of bases, and maybe he's been a little gingerly with his arm. You go, oh, he might be playing through some things, right? That, that's like yeah. my expectation. I think he's not talking. 100%. Yeah, there's – If he and gets then, hurt and goes down – he may take that qualifying offer and actually come back, right? We know yeah. that there's that possibility. And, well, and- I mean, I think there's a chance he takes the qualifying offer anyway. I actually, and and there, I wouldn't have said that a month or two ago, but uh, even just from talking to some people around the organization and and some of the things that are flying around, it's like it is not a a, a done deal that Trevor just turns down that qualifying offer, especially with all of the uncertainty with the next CBA you know, not knowing if someone out there will give him a multi-year deal is pretty unlikely, especially with the health. He is fully healthy. You you see the one-year deal with Texas could be just as exciting, if not more so than a one-year deal with Colorado. But I think that's probably the only place where that's true. And so that just comes down to how much change does he want to deal with in an off season, probably. Um, but I, I still think, again, I would put Texas in first place as the team most likely to get Trevor Story and the Rockies in second. And again, unless if he has a really strong finish to the season and he looks healthy and he plays well, a lot more teams could get interested in a hurry. The multi-year deals could be back on the table. Uh, but as it stands right now, his options are limited, but not terrible. He's going to make 18, 19, 20 million dollars next year, no matter what. So. Are you so then would you say, and, and that you make a great point too, are, would you say you're it's it's 51% in favor that he could return on the qualifying offer, or you're not not exactly there yet? Is it is there too much of a gray area in the middle of yeah. like, hey, there's a 33% chance he accepts a qualifying offer, 33, he'll go out, he'll get his money, he'll be fine, and then there's what's left over. Yeah, I, I would I would say closer to that or, or you know, a less than 50 percent chance that he accepts it. But I think, you know, even in May, there was a one percent chance Trevor Story was even considering taking a qualifying offer at that point. So, yeah, a 1200 OPS in Arlington. That's pretty good. Yeah, no, he's he's been fantastic in, in Texas. He. Uh, 878 slugging percentage in his career against Texas, and he's been better in Texas than in Colorado yeah. in these games. So he's it's outside of Dante Bichette, who has him by ten thousandths of a of a point. Uh, Trevor Story is, is, is at the top of, of of OPS. So yeah, I think that'll be interesting to see what he does in the second half or second half in the in the, in the final month of the season, like you said. With the CBA coming in, I think he, he still could take a chance um, in in free agency because maybe he would only get a one year deal with Texas to to maybe reclaim some value or whatever. Also, too, another factor in that besides just what he does on the field in the final month, does Carlos Correa sign some kind of extension before the off season, and that pulls sure. off another shortstop on the market? Could maybe Corey Seager? I think that's much less likely because of his yeah. injury concerns. They still have. You know they still have uh, Justin Turner there, so I mean they would have Trey and Justin Turner at shortstop, third base. Corey Seager maybe works in. I think they might even be more inclined to just you know extend Trey yeah, and let let Corey Seager go. So so really, yeah. Carlos Correa I think is the one guy. I don't think we have to worry about some kind of extension with uh, Javi Baez going back and staying in New York. I don't think that will will happen, but. Goodness, goodness. Uh, that that's another one of those things that could shift closer towards, you know, rejecting that that qualifying offer. A lot can happen here yeah. in the month of play. A yeah. lot more can happen. For now, though, we shall toast our Breck brews to Trevor Story, majestic home runs, Trevor Story backflips. It's what you you drink your beer watching a baseball game, hoping to see. And boy, when he hits them, it's a thing of beauty. Also, a thing of beauty. 
Look at this nice, beautiful can I got here. If you're not on the YouTubes, you can't see. Oh, look at that mountain beach. So pleasant. Breck brew. It's a great it's aluminum can, too, I might, might have to yeah. say. It's a great yeah. aluminum can. That's right. Aluminum can, almost certainly made by our friends at Ball. I wonder if it says on here. I, I bet you. Well, we'll get around to what we're betting here in just a second, too. But this Mountain Beach Sour, absolutely delicious stuff. It's all delicious. Try out the Tap Pack 15 can sampler at your local King Supers or at a liquor store. But you get a bigger one down at the DNVR bar if you're a member of the family. Subscribe today to the DNVR.com. Get access to all the written content, discounts on hats and shirts. You get a free shirt when you get the annual subscription from our DNVR locker right now. You also get to hang out on our Discord channel. All kinds of cool stuff that comes with being a member of the family. So definitely do that. Check it out today. One of the big things that you get is always getting hooked up with our fantastic sponsors, like our friend, the DraftKings Sportsbook, where you're making money. We're about to hook you up with a bit of money that you can be making just tonight, right on right on this evening. We got you all set up. I'll be down at the DMVR bar, taking in the game, watching some trivia, and betting on my DraftKings Sportsbook app because they make it super free, super, super fun. Uh, not free to bet. You got to bet actual money, though. Right now, actually, it basically is free to bet if you haven't jumped on there before <clears throat> because, well, they're looking up with a promo deal. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR. You'll receive $200 in free bets when you place $1 on any football game. It's promo code DNVR to get free $200 in bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one cust- one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. My DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week is the Colorado Rockies on Wednesday. Mm. Kyle Freeland's start looking to make it 13 straight starts of incredibly well-pitched ball games. Right now, the money line is at minus 135, but I want you to take the run line. I think the Rockies are going to win by two or more runs. That's going to be plus 120, so that's going to be the one. Just like, like they did it on Chicago, They on their way out, boom, they were able to sneak out that win. They did in L.A. their final game. They snuck away with it with the win, and so I think the Rockies are going to do that with Kyle Freeland on the hill. Take the run line of giving one and a half runs. That's going to net you plus 120. That's my DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week. Lock it in, folks. Boom. Love it. Love it. For tonight's game, you got the Gomb on the hill. Gomber. 20th and Gomb. No, it doesn't. The Blake Street Gomber, but they're they're on the I appreciate the effort. I I do. Uh, The Gombinator. (laughs) The Combinator Uh, (laughs) against the one, the only, your former favorite Colorado Rockies starting pitcher, (laughs) Jordan Lyles, came over in the Dexter Fowler deal. So Jordan Lyles and Brandon Barnes. I'm searching for this on the DraftKings Sportsbook. You can't bet a no-hitter through eight innings on here. Uh, Man, that's the one. Uh, Folks, remember back in 2018 when he was with, at the time, very lowly San Diego Padres. Yeah. And did he bring it, was his no-hitter into the but it was at Coors, wasn't it? The or no, 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 no. That was at San. That was in San Diego. He had, he got the better of him at Coors one game too. But the no hitter that he took into like the seventh or eighth was in San Diego. I think it might have been the eighth. I think it was the yeah. Rogers ended up which is four zero May fifteenth, twenty eighteen. Oh, and he was so bad as a Rocky. You know who broke it up? Who broke it up? Guy right there today, Trevor Flippin' Story. Trevor Flippin' Story. Well, I will take the under on the no hitter, right? <laughs> I'll, I will, I'll take the over on 0.5 hits for the Colorado Rockies. We did not talk about the triumphant return of Rymel Tapia to the Got lineup. He didn't, he didn't really do a, a whole lot. 
I actually thought his first three at bats were super hilarious. Um, his first at bat, swung at the first pitch. It was inside, not a strike. Popped it up on the infield. Welcome back, Ramal Tapia. You're out. Uh, second at bat, did not see a strike. Four straight out of the zone. It's on base. You're like, all right, fair enough. Okay. Next at bat. Also did not see a strike. Took one out of the zone. Second one was out of the zone. He swung at it, put it in play. Uh, it, it was in between fielders. They couldn't get to it. Infield hit. Welcome back, Ryan Maltapia. Eventually. He left off, essentially, yeah. right? So he had three at-bats. He didn't see a strike. He had not seen a strike yet. <laughs> had, but one pop out on the infield, one walk, one infield hit. It was uh, it was amazing. <laughs> it's like... Uh, I, I loved I love that he was hitting seventh to just allow yeah. him to kind of just get back into the groove of things. And th- the thing you like about it is it worked, right? He was able to get on base twice, as as you said, kind of detailing those at bats uh, so incredibly well. You're like, okay, he's comfortable. Bud Black seems to think he's good to go because he's back at the top of the lineup, not batting leadoff, but batting second. Joe Tapp batting second against the left-hander. So Bud Black kind of doing, at least here in the start, in the first game, what we had suggested that, hey, right. you got a lefty on the hill, have Connor Joe leading off, then go left with Tapia, right to Trevor Flippin' story. Flip it if you got a righty. So it will be interesting to see what we got going on for tomorrow's game. But we had thought that maybe Tapia would be in center field. And I think Buddy kind of intimated such a thing. We're not going to see Tapia in, in center field again. We're using the DH, which yeah. we kind of thought, hey, all right, you might yeah. as well use it. Thought Tapia might be in the DH a little bit here. Uh, and maybe he will tomorrow, the day game after the night game. But you got Connor Joe as the DH, Tapia in left, Hilliard at center, and CJ Crone over back in first base. The lineup being Joe, Tapia, Story, Blackman, Crone, McMahon, Elias Diaz, Hampson, Sam Hilliard in center field. Also a Texas kid. So keep an eye out for him to do some big things right. tonight as well. Yeah, I like I like getting Hilliard more at bats before he may unfortunately get kind of pushed out here. So I like all that, especially in Texas, as you put it. And and even as you went through it there, for a team that's I think their OPS plus on the season's been at like 87, 88, which is one of the lower marks in franchise history. By the way, last year in the shortened 2020 years a flat 80. They were awful, absolutely awful at the plate shortened sample size so but anyway this team has been pretty bad offensively all year but you just ran through those names and it and it does not feel like a bunch of randos or a bunch of terrible guys joe tap awesome feeling good there then you've got your legit veteran guys who've been all-stars before stowe black so joe tap stowe black Right. And then you got and then you got all these guys who've been fun and interesting. What was it again? So is, is Diaz? No, Crone, right? So Crone's Crone got McMahon, it. five and six, then Diaz. Yeah, Crone McMahon Diaz. <laughs> like that's a whole lot of fun right there. That's a lot of firepower. And then yeah, Hampson and Hilliard are really the guys who struggle the most, really been up and down, but when they're on they're as exciting as anybody in the lineup. You know, Hilliard hitting his massive bombs and Hampson getting on base and running all over the place and doing everything, playing stupendous defense and all of that. So you've just, it's kind of funny. You're like, these guys aren't good, but not terrible. And they're fun and there's a lot of potential there. And I tell you what, folks, as someone who's watched this team since they've existed and remembering years where like Mike McHenry had to bat fifth right behind Troy Tulowitzki is like, that was the best lineup protection they could find at the time. Like there've been some awful bottom halves of lineups. You're just like, I don't want to watch this guy hit. I, I don't want, I want to leave the room. I don't want to be here and watch this guy hit. And right now I want to watch everybody in this lineup. Hit. It's kind of fun. Yeah. It's a lot, a lot more competitive than it seemed at the beginning of the season when Chrome wasn't so great. Diaz was really bad. Charlie. And again, you know, Charlie's been okay heating up in the second half. We know, but you're right. It, there's no easy outs for like, man, there's, it felt like there were holes at times. And again, this is still a very beatable lineup. As we said, you, you know, hitting has been, you know, difficult. There's no but, star power there. There's still no stars in that line. Right. From th- third through six, everyone has 61 RBI 
or more. So you, you feel somewhat good about that, but your team leader is CJ Cronin 76 and you got to go back all the way to uh, 2020. We can wipe that clean because that was 162 games, but you got to go back to 2014, 13 and 12 since you've had a season in which there wasn't one Rockies player to have a hundred RBI. And that's, that's most likely what you're going to have here right. this year. So right. that, that is a little indicator of, of what's going on. Yeah. Uh, but I do like the Rockies' chances in this one uh, with Gomber on the hill against Lyles. Now, again, Gomber needs to straighten some things out. He was decent in his last outing uh, right up until uh, that at-bat with Patrick Wisdom, and that really turned around the, the whole game, the whole outing, messed up his ERA pretty good, you know, <laughs> all those kinds of things that it can do. Um, but I like Gomber on the hill against Lyles here uh, to bounce back. You can get Gomber. I, I had done this one before. Oh, where did it go? Gomber to record a win was like plus 140, which I think is solid. If you like him to have a good game in the Rockies offense to, to get after Lyles, if you're not confident in that Rockies offense, um, then I would go maybe, what, what do we got on strikeouts? Oh, that's player strikeouts. Well, that's interesting. You know, the, the one thing that makes you feel a little bit better about, about what you're saying, because, you know, since he's come back from the IL, he hasn't been great, right? Since yeah. July 21st start against Seattle, which the Rockies won and was quality start. He has got a, a 606 ERA, but, yeah. but in early June, Texas came to Colorado, Moitagam Verdue, six innings, shutout ball, only gave up three hits, struck out six, didn't walk a single Rangers player. You say, okay, let's let's go back to that. What was the scouting report? What did you do in that game? Watch that. Watch clips of that. Be that guy again, and you know that that's in there. You know that that's in there. And and as you said, you 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 like for that to happen, and they're giving you good numbers on on the win. Um, you might like the strikeouts too. Um, you know, he did strike out eight in Chicago his last start. wasn't great. You know, as you said, the wisdom yeah. at that and um, gave up those three home runs, but he did strike out eight. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, here, here's the strikeouts by pitcher. So it's, you're not getting great odds on it. You get over 5.5, but uh, minus 115. So they're not, they, they decided to go that way with it. Uh, if you like, we've often taken, uh, I, li I like taking the Rockies to strike out. <laughs> Jordan Lyles over is also five and a half, but you get much better. You get plus 125 on that. If you like the Rockies swing and miss a little bit tonight against their old foe, but or friend. Well, they're both, I guess. Uh, <laughs> and um, our other new favorite bet, the home run and team to win. This is a good one. I like this one. Because I think you can kind of pick a guy from each team, uh, if you like here, whichever way you think the game might go. Since Crone didn't get one last night, I like that. But, Crone. but what he did do, and this is now this is my favorite. I, I, I like Ooh. the homer and win. Okay. But the total bases, right? His total Ooh. bases was one and a half. And I said, yeah. all you gotta do is hit a double. That's right. Did. And he hit did double. hit that double early on. That was a good swing, too. If you want to go the other way, I like Adolis Garcia at plus 550 to hit a home run and the Rangers to win if you like that. Um that's generous. Yeah. If yeah. you uh just want him to hit the home run, but the Rockies to still pull off the W is plus 340 for an Adolis Garcia homer. You get plus 380 just for Connor Joe or CJ Crone at plus 330 to hit some homers. Uh, I like, I like, I like, I like someone to go yard tonight for sure. There's going to be some balls flying out of the yard tonight. That's the one thing that for sure has been the blemish, the major blemish on Gomber's, resume even before when he was doing well he's, he's given up the home run ball that's definitely the thing when he gets hit it's not these long innings of guys stringing together a bunch of hits in the gap or singles through each side moving guys over drawing a bunch of walks we know he doesn't walk anybody so that's not like you he, when he leaves the the ball up and he works up on purpose so sometimes it's just guys jumping on what he's trying to throw but he's been home run prone 
Jordan Lyles, when he's not at his best, has been home run prone in his career as well. So tonight might be a good night to throw some dollars down on guys on both teams to, to go yard. I, I think the one thing that, you know, Gomber is, is battling through right now. And in fact, I, I think every player in MLB to a degree is battling this. The season last year was 60 games. Yeah. That's it. Everyone's and, <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and with Gomber, he, again, was a bullpen guy last year. So, I mean, even, even Herman Marquez goes out and had uh, as many starts as he did. I forget what the final number was. Maybe it might have been like 13. You go, all right, even he's dealing with it where, you know, his, his, he didn't have the mileage on his arm like he, that he did last year, which is, which is good. You say, oh, that's, that's going to be good for his recovery, and he, he might start a little bit fresher and whatnot. But what does that mean for these dog days of summer? We still got a way to go, and temperatures are cooling a little bit here in Colorado, and they'll be coming back home uh, on Thursday against Atlanta. But uh, I think Gomer's kind of dealing with that as a guy who hasn't had consistent, you know, starting innings. And that's okay, and that's, that's totally – Fine. If every if his season ends today, and they just said, hey, you know, we're just going to shut him down. That's it. We're just he's had enough innings. There used to be a a Verducci number where you know right. there there it was believed like, hey, a pitcher should I forget what the number is, but should only increase by like twenty five percent of his innings from the previous year. Anything right. more than that, it increases the likelihood of needing Tommy John surgery in the future. Right. I'm sure there is still some truth to that, but it's also uh, those those high impact innings where it's not just the, the innings, but it's the right. pitches thrown during some of those innings. And you go, Oh, he's only at 75 pitches, you know, through five innings. Like, but the second inning he threw 31 pitches. And yeah. So that weighs a lot more heavily. So uh, we'll, we'll see if, if Gomer can kind of manage that. And, and, and I think if he can a little bit worth with a quality start, I think that's, that's incredibly promising to say, all right, you don't have your best stuff. You're probably pitching at ninety percent, right? And you're not you're not going all in and going all out because you can't. So how can you pitch with less than that? I think, right. I think all pitchers are dealing with that right now across baseball. So that will be a, an interesting little story to keep an eye on, especially tonight in Texas. Yeah, well, and there's another wrinkle to that that I want to add here about the Rockies trying not to mortgage their future. But hey, if you're trying to get mortgages done, get, trying to get your sense of the market out here in Colorado. You got to get hooked up with our friends, Mike and Virginia Chevalier. They're the absolute best. They know what's up. They can talk to you all about the market. They can also talk to you all about the local sports team, uh, especially what's uh, going on with the Rams. If you're a Rams person, Mike, a big Rams guy, but they know their sports. They know their DNVR, but they also know the housing market. They can walk you through this whole stressful process and make it not stressful for you. Check them out at dnvrmortgage.com. Enter to win a free shirt or hat of your choice when you do. But most importantly, get set up with that free consultation to discuss all of your options. Again, that's at dnvrmortgage.com. They're absolutely fantastic. You got to love Mike and Virginia. You can call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578 or Mike at 970-412-2472. Michael Chevalier, NMLS, number 1931006. And Virginia Chevalier, NMLS, number 1910633. I've been told that the housing market in Colorado is like recession proof. It's like bubble proof. You go, ah, what if the values of homes go down? It's, it's Colorado. It's, it's not. So you could spend what you are on your rent or you could spend that exact same amount and you get it back when you sell that home. So hit them up because uh, you could be saving yourself a lot of money in the long run. You're, you're investing in your future uh, with the purchase of a home. And once you've purchased that new home, you can celebrate with some solace meds. I highly recommend our friends. They got fantastic stuff for you, whether you need a little bit of flour, concentrates, cartridges, tinctures, gummies, edibles, drinkables, Dixie elixir. They got anything and everything you can think of. CBD, something called CBN, which I had to learn about. It's a, basically a sleep thing. Uh, I just heard about that. Whatsoever. It's, it's really great stuff. Uh, and it, it's something that like, if you're not even sure you're like a dispensary, I don't know if that's a place for me, but I need a, a natural sleep aid and nothing has worked for me. This is not a psychoactive thing. CBN, the people at Solace too, like they're, they're super knowledgeable. These are the people that, that told me all about this. And so uh, it's nice knowing that they know their stuff. They'll take care of you. They'll recommend 
whatever you're looking for, whatever you need. Oh, they got a sale going on or the Labor Day sale, I guess, is is on the 6th, September 6th. Buy three, get the fourth uh, for 10 cents on what I'm not sure. But Patriots Day, buy three, get the fourth for 10 cents. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess that's either on pre-rolls. Maybe that's on everything. Maybe this is just if you buy three of their concentrates. I'll have to double check what that says that it's on. But either way, head into the, their location. They got one in Fort Collins, one in Wheat Ridge, one off Broadway, and one just blocks away from the DNVR bar on East Colfax. Don't forget to use promo code DNVR20. You'll get 20% off and a free Solace bar or King Comb. You can also visit them online at solacemeds.com. That's S-O-L-A-C-E meds.com. We went to the one up in Fort Collins, and my dad invested some serious coin in some of that CBN, and he slept great. And so when he woke up the next day, he was really chipper. And I thought like, oh, man, you – you're dipping in your sauce meds a little early today. And I realized, no, it, he just slept better. Like he just felt more refreshed in the morning. That's yeah. That's definitely a a new wrinkle in in that world that people need to check out the CBN. Yeah. Yeah. Really interesting. I was speaking earlier about the Rockies and, and not wanting to mortgage their future. One of the things that manager Bud Black has hinted at recently is the possibility that when the rosters expand here pretty soon, that the Rockies could go to a six-man rotation featuring either Ryan Rollison or, or Peter Lambert, because we know, you know, those guys are, are you know, Lambert's trying to work his way back into the mix. He's been at the professional level before Rollison and basically been knocking on the door uh, right before some unfortunately timed injuries this year. And so that would be another way where if you're trying to make sure Gomber's not working too much, these other guys have pretty much had their, their workload, but again, you're not winning the pennant this year. You're, you, there's there's nothing to win this year, and so you got to make sure that all of these guys are at their absolute best going in next year. They are the the rock core center of this whole idea. Your starting rotation has to be there. So I really like this idea. I, I hope they implement it, and it's not just something they've considered, kick around, and maybe try for a little bit, but. One of the young guys doesn't pitch well, and so they nix it or whatever. Just, just stick with it. Run these guys out there. Um, well, what do you think, Patrick? Is this something you're you're excited to potentially see six man rotation? Yeah, I love it. I think it's it's a great idea for you know numerous reasons, and you know the Rockies even have thirty nine guys right now on the forty man roster, so they got room. They need to take Lambert off the the sixty day. Uh, it's it's there's no downside whatsoever. The the only mild downside is after the fifth day in the rotation, someone shows up at the ballpark at Coors going, hey, man, it's Herman Marquez Day. Marquez you know, day oh, yeah. what? <laughs> but then instead you've got, you know, Peter Lambert and or Ryan Rawlson. Maybe you have both those guys together, you know, getting some more of that experience because Lambert, he's still getting – I'd rather go see Rawlson right now. I mean, in a, in a way, yes, right. Yeah. Right? Especially when – because Marquez hasn't been at his best lately. So you go, all right, that's fine. I mean, he's, anytime he goes out there, he could do it. But sure. if, if this – Franchise is a little bit about looking towards the future. Who better than Lambert and Rawlson? Lambert's already getting you know big major league service time, so it's not like oh you know keep him down in the minors and make some more uh, rehab starts. No, he can he can do it up here at the majors uh, with with Foster you know looking after him and yeah. um, same thing with Rawlson. Just just get some of that experience under his belt because you don't really have to worry about you know starting his his clock for arbitration. It's already so late in the year that whether you bring him up in September or whether you bring him up at the beginning of, of April of next year, he's still going to be a free agent at, at essentially the exact same time. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think that's just a, a real good way to kind of reward those guys too, for, you know, everything that they've, they've been to and, and kind of feel again, just, just feel some things out. And as we've been saying, save one through five, save those starters. So, you know, they, they just don't get burnt out on this season. If, if, this team's really going to attempt to att- contend next year, and or at least if they, they believe in that, then, okay, you you got to be cautious. Like I, I think you benefit more from you know taking your foot off the gas pedal and, and pulling back on the starts from the rotation than you do saying, no, man, Herman, you got to go out there here on September uh, yeah. 29th, you have the final <laughs> right. home game against the Nationals. Like That doesn't mean anything. It's, it's right. going into the offseason healthy. 
so that you can get ready for the next year. So I love it. And I think any of the, the PR issues that the Rockies might be worried about, um, which again, we, we know all teams have to worry about PR. We talked all day yesterday about the Mets and their thumbs down and they had a great walk-off win and they're all back to thumbs up and hey. Hey, everything is magically all better. Um, but you say, Oh, six man rotation. That sounds bad. And what is it? Everyone across baseball is, is dabbled in the six man rotation, right? Or they've done a bullpen day and the Rockies have just caused to do that. I, I don't necessarily think this is going to, you know, hamper them at home and they're going to win less at home. I think yeah. it's, it's all good. It's all good from the optic standpoint in all capacities. I think it's wonderful. And I'd almost be disappointed if they, if they didn't do something like this. Yeah, same. I, I think they pretty much have to. You know, the, this is the kind of thing that they, they need to do. They need to get these guys experience. That's more important. Uh, it, it's, yeah. And uh, like I said, I would even rather be going to the ballpark right now because you, you know more or less what you're going to get out of John Gray and Armand Marquez. And uh, always fun to watch Kyle Freeland pitch. And like I said, unless it's going to be that special day at the ballpark, you never know. Uh, I, I want to see what Lambert's got. I want to see what Rollison's got, you know, I, I want to see, cause if, if they're going to be legit too, that adds a whole extra wrinkle to this entire situation. And now you got to find a spot for a guy in the bullpen and all kinds of things. But um, Rollison in particular, I, I find very intriguing because of how good he's looked in uh, spring training uh, against some really good hitters. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm with you. I think I would be disappointed if they don't do something like this, you know, I, I think also we've seen some interesting things in, in this series with Texas about, you know, how would they play this team theoretically? And we know they're going to, you know, they've said they're going to go out and sign bats. We don't know who it's going to be. They'll get somebody. So it's not going to be the same team next year. But, you know, with the DH and you go like, what, how do they play this? What are they valuing? Who do they decide to give time off or whatever? But they got to be thinking about the future and playing these guys to do all those things already starting basically as soon as the clock turns to, to September. And so I hope we see those kinds of things. Could be a way to play a little hardball with John Gray and say, you know, we've got two potential replacements for you. And uh, maybe that helps expedite his extension, you know, something like that. You you never know, but yeah, yeah. Like, let's get this deal done sooner or later, because you know, or <laughs> I'm dialing Peter Lambert right now. I'll push this button, and boom, he signs on the line. Ooh, okay, we're we're good to go. We are yeah. locked into the future with this rotation. But you could have three lefties there with Rawson, Gomber, Freeland. That's that's somewhat of a rarity for for this franchise. And that would that would be pretty interesting to see too. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Rawson, Gomber, Freeland with Marquez and Gray is your best potential rotation going into next year with Sensatella sliding into a bullpen role. Uh, and I like it. I'm not going to lie. I like it. By the way, the thing you were talking about earlier with increased uh, workloads, by the way, in regards to Gomber, also got me thinking about Daniel Bard and the struggle he's having right now. The fact that he went five years without pitching in Major Great League point. Baseball. And then he pitched in a 60-game season where he was able to air it out, go 100 for the whole year, and looked phenomenal. And he basically didn't really have too many hiccups. And then, you know, 162-game season is just a different thing, man. It's just different. And so uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he's a bit gassed. He's already doubled his innings from last year. Doubled. You could probably even go back and say, okay, he threw 24 and two-thirds last year. Where was that in this season? And it and it might erase everything. It certainly would erase what we've seen the last month. So mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that it, to that point, I mean, these guys are a little bit gassed. So send mm-hmm. send in the reserves, man. Call they already called up uh, our guy Kevin Collins in the PR department. They plucked him That's from right. Albuquerque. So let's get get some more of those guys up. See what they've got. More Justin Lawrence. It really is too bad. I never liked the forty man. That's way too many, but 28, is that what it is now? That, that doesn't feel like enough. It should be 30. 30 would have been fine because I because I feel and you only got like two extra guys you're giving those spots to Rollison and Lambert, and that's that's it, right? I want to see Justin Lawrence. I want to see, you know, Gilbreth and uh, Bowden need to be on the team at all times. Uh, who else is kind of around? I, I'd love to see Colton Welker get the call. Uh, 
you know, if, if he's healthy and playing well, or, or even a guy like um, Ryan Valade, who I don't think is quite ready for the bigs. It, it, it'd be a rush, but under the old system, once the minor league season ended, just to call him up and sit him on the bench, have him hang out in the clubhouse, sit there for the big league games, be around the guys, because you want him to be thinking about that going into spring training the next year. And so it definitely got out of hand. Thanks, Bruce Bochy and the San Francisco Giants for making September baseball. Just Dodgers, Dodgers are a little guilty too. Yeah. Uh, and, the, and the Rockies do have room to add Valade too to the 40 man. So, I mean, it's not like, yeah. you know, calling up some of these guys is going to, Oh, but you lose somebody else. There's, there's some, there's some fat on, on yeah. the bone still. I'd like, I'd like to see all those guys get some chances. Sadly, we're only going to get to see a couple of them. They're, they're going to have to pick who they think can do it. But, uh, you know, though, that's the other thing. If any veterans got a, a small thing, you know, they're talking about getting gray. It's, and I'm really glad to hear them talking about trying to get gray back out for his next start, because that sounds like hopefully nothing long term there, but also, why you don't you really don't need to do that now is the perfect time to bring Lambert or, or back or, or call up Rollison because it'll be you know it'll be that time or you know if if Bard needs some time if it you decide hey he's not fully healthy either put him on the ten day IL call up Justin Lawrence that kind of stuff get those young guys in there because we need to see more about that we need to learn about these dudes in the final. All right, hang around with us for the next couple of days. We see if the Rockies still on the table for the Rockies to win this road series. Still possible. Uh, a couple of winnable matchups here. And if they do, it will be the first time they've won two road series on the same trip. So there's something. Uh, just, just trying to eat away at that not historically terrible on the road situation. Just doing their best out there. So uh, hang out with us on Twitter. See how it goes. Or at Patrick D. Lyons, at Drew Griezmann, at DNVR underscore Rockies. You know, of course, to subscribe to the DNVR.com for all the written content, for the ability to come hang out in our Discord channel, all that good stuff. The free shirt from the DNVR locker when you order the annual. And just getting to be a member of the family. We hope that you will all continue to be absolutely awesome baseball fans out there. We promise that we will continue to be absolutely Patrick Lyons and Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark.